what's happened to music. You know, they want to have this rebellious image. And I'm like, you guys are total tools for the state. Howdy, folks. Welcome to the Virtue Signal. I'm Alfonso Rachel with my buddy Bill Whittle. Man, uh, what, what song do I want to break out with? How about uh, some Detroit Rock City? Uh, uh, I want to rock and roll all night. You see where I'm going? Great, We're going to talk a great, little bit about... Great song. <laughs> right? Uh, Kiss, man. Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley did something that was very, I mean, reminiscent of something that was, was punk rock, man. He, he went against the grain for the right reasons. I mean, man, look, I remember, you know, what, like when, when, when punk rock was coming out, you know, it was, it was supposed to be against the establishment, against uh, this, uh, this rule of people. It's like, you know, it, was, it, it wasn't so much about being, they had the right idea in terms of like, you know, look, this, the, the establishment that is running everything and it's just not running things the right way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, you can, you can be against that, that's fine, but you still, you got to have like some sort of better contingency in mind. If not, then you're just kind of like a rebel without, you know, you're a rebel without a clue, Right. Uh, but you, at least your instinct is telling you something is wrong and the powers that be are running these things the wrong way. And, uh, you know, that was kind of like getting into the essence of punk rock and rock and roll, you know? Um, you know, these virtuous brats. <laughs> but so Paul is going to give a harken back to that, you know, and going to go against the grain of the powers that be because right now the, uh, the ones that have the power, man, are nuts. And uh, they are they have become the bullies. They have been the ones coming in and running everything. And Paul Stanley, uh, you know, breaks forth and says, look, uh, this fad, just paraphrasing here. And he did call it a fad. This fad of basically mutilating these kids uh, in the name of transgenderism and stuff like that. You know, uh, it's a very dangerous thing to be doing. And I think people need to step back for a second. Uh, And which what and hit and what he said was was right. He said the right thing. And then I guess the pressure got to him, and then he went and reversed. He lost his punk rock, man. He lost no, the rock and he, roll. Did he, did he really recant? Did he do the whole apology thing? He did, I, I'll read what he says. He comes in and he says, while my thoughts were oh, clear, God. my words clearly were not. Most importantly and above all else, I support those struggling with the sexual identity while enduring constant hostility and those whose path led them to reassignment surgery, it's hard to fathom the kind of conviction that one must feel to take these steps. Appar- now, uh, now, right so here. He talks about right trans there. people or Christians. Uh, he's. <laughs> I, I think he's talking about. Uh, uh, well, that, there's enough to go around as far as that. Yeah, yeah, I okay. see a lot of uh, Christians with a lack, lack of conviction too, and I can understand why he couldn't fathom. This kind of conviction because he didn't have the conviction to stick to his initial statement, which I guess not, you know, and he's committed to standing by people's convictions to do something wrong. And these and these aren't convictions, Paul. These aren't convictions. These are compulsions. They're unchecked. They're undisciplined. They're unfocused. That's what they are. And these people are consumed and given over to them. You don't encourage something like that, man. That's not what you encourage. You want to show commitment. You want to show conviction. You get in the way of these people say, hey, you don't want to step out in front of that bus, man. What are you doing? And you, and matter of fact, you don't want to step out in front of that bus and you don't want to pull people along with you. That's conviction. Where's yours, Paul? Where's the rock and roll, man? Yeah, what a rebel, huh? 
Don't you find it interesting that um, that for at least 40 years, I would guess now, maybe longer, members of KISS, for those of you not up, up familiar with who Paul Stanley is, he's, he's one of the members of KISS. He's the one with a star on his eye, right? Yeah, star child. Okay, right. So for 40 years or more, the heavy metal band called KISS was demonized because they're doing a very big theatrical show. They were demonized for 40 years. They were they they were accused of kiss meaning knights in service of Satan. <laughs> and so Paul Stanley deals with 40 years of of dealing with knights in service of Satan and he has the rock and roll, you know, rebellion to say, you know, sis off, pister. <laughs> but he he writes one one tweet that goes against the the transgender movement and he buckles in caves. So first of all, let's just talk about the buckling and caving thing. If you say something that that ticks off half the country, then the other half of the country is going to be behind you 100%. If you then apologize, you've lost everybody. Mm -hmm. Bud Light is a perfect example of this. Bud Light lost traditional people. I'm not going to say conservatives. Bud Light lost traditional people. And in their effort to undo the damage, they've now lost the people who were never going to drink their beer anyway. The trans community is demonizing Bud Light for not standing behind Dylan Mulvaney. So if, it, it doesn't matter what it is. If you speak your mind and speak the truth and you catch a lot of grief for it, the worst thing you can do is to apologize. Most casualties in most battles, at least pre-industrial pre, uh, battles, almost all of the real killing was done while the, while the defeated army was running away. Because now you just run them down with horses and just spear them in the back. Never retreat from your ideas, ever, 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 ever. But, but this, look, I'll tell you who won't, uh, let me rephrase that. I'll tell you somebody who I don't think would back down from their beliefs. And if they did, I'd be deeply hurt by it. And that's by fellow KISS member, Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons, uh, I got a chance to direct him several years ago in a promotional video for uh, a very patriotic project. And he talked about how he grew up in a foreign country and how his mother always said, if we can just get to America, we'll be safe. Gene Simmons is a, is a real patriot. And to give you an idea of, of the kind of guy Gene Simmons is, uh, this was the most remarkable 30-second or 20-second transaction I ever had in my life. Gene Simmons walks into the studio where we're shooting this commercial, which I wrote and was directing. I never met him before. I shake his hands and say, hi, Gene. I'm, I'm Bill Little Big Fan. He says, hmm, Bill, you're a remarkably handsome man. <laughs> and I say, thank, thank you. And he says, hmm, you'll do very well in prison. <laughs> and that's all you need to know about Gene Simmons, right? There he is. There he is. So, Paul, I'm sorry that, you know, that that you had to discover this late in life, that any time you take a stand on any side of a position, the people who disagree with you are going to disagree with you. And it's clear to me, as you pointed out in the introduction, uh, Mr. Stanley, that not only do you not have the courage of your convictions, you don't really deserve to wear the makeup. You know, you're, you're not a rock and roll rebel. And, and if you back down now, you probably never were. I heard that, man. And you know, but you know, something I, I, that does give me concern is that just like this, this legacy that, that Kiss has, the brand, man, the, the fame, the money, you know, the influence, all that sort of stuff. Look, when we think whatever is happening to the world, man, it's not like it's it's not an easy beast to tangle with. It's it's grown to to the magnitude of it is is grown like really big to where somebody with, you know, 
Paul Stanley's stature can't even be shaken by it. So people got to wonder, it's like, well, what are, what are you going to do? You know, it's like, are we going to stand against this behemoth that's, that's, you know, that's, that's standing before us? You know, we peasants, you know, I don't have, I don't have that kind of capital and, and, and whatnot. Now for me, I mean, it doesn't scare us, but the fight is what it is. You know, we're going to have to get out there and we're just going to have to, you know, and, 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 uh, and kick against it. But, you know, when you, but when people see like somebody like Paul Stanley, it's like, man, with the stature that you got and this was able to break you, it's like, wow, yeah. man. That's my point about 40 years of knights in service to Satan. These guys were demonized. Well, they demonized because they dressed like demons. Mm. And it was all a show for them. It was all part of an act. And it was a brilliant act that got him a lot of attention. And he withstood an enormous amount of social pressure, as did Gene Simmons and the other two guys. Mm. And you think, okay, you think a guy like that would be made of sterner stuff. But mm. apparently not. You know, apparently it's just putting a star on a marshmallow. Right. And, and the thing, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to be able to unsee that now. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, the thing is, he was obviously committed. They, the whole band was they, they drove and, and made this brand uh, and made this image. And I don't want to say that it was the wrong thing, but it's like, wow, man, it shows your commitment to something that that doesn't really have redeeming value. At least, I mean, I mean, I've seen Kiss in concert. I've covered Kiss songs. I like Kiss. What's right? your favorite I, Kiss song? You know, my favorite Kiss, uh, probably Detroit Rock City. My favorite is Dr. Love. Doctor, okay, okay. You know, and, and the thing is, you know, my, my favorite uncle, right, who was, who was gay. My favorite uncle was gay. Uh, he died of AIDS. He wasn't my favorite uncle because he was gay. He was just funny That's as right. all get out. And he was, just, he was just fun to be around, right? Uh, he wasn't somebody who like really flaunted it, you know, uh, but he, he was gay and he understood that, hey, that's not something that I agree with. You know, even as, 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 a, as a you know kid, I didn't uh, uh, agree with it, but, you know, it didn't stop us from from loving him anymore or any less. And he didn't demand that you accept it and acknowledge it and and encourage it and cheer for it either. Right. He just said, well, we're just going to disagree on this one. Yeah, it's, it, it is what it is. And, you know, and, I'll, and it's, it's my you know affair and I'll do it over here. You know, but, you know, it's not like even even if he tried to hide it from it's like it's not like we didn't know. Right. Mm -hmm. But at any rate, uh, the reason why I bring that up is because he was a big Kiss fan. He's, he turned me on to Kiss. Right. In, in a horrific way, because, you know, he would, you know, you know, do like the Bloody Mary thing. If you listen to this album, <laughs> it's like they'll come out and they'll, they'll get you and stuff like that. So I was terrified of Kiss. Right. But it was a delightful kind of, you know, terrorism, I suppose. Um, but. All that to say. What Kiss has has come up from, and even the whole rock and roll brand, the whole punk rock brand, brand, it's amazing, Bill, how these people have become complacent with the status, with the right. tyranny. The, the the status have become a big drag show, as yeah. it is. Like you mentioned in the uh, in the uh, previous episode, they're attracting naval recruits with a transvestite. It's like wow. That, that, how, uh, it's like, remember back in the Even in the if you're successful uh -huh. in terms of meeting your numbers, what kind of recruits are you going to get? Wow. Bill, remember back in the, in, in the more primitive days when it used to be uh, you don't let women aboard a, 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 a sailing vessel. You just don't do it. You don't, you don't, uh, especially. Because the men had testosterone levels back then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and women, they were bad luck. Right. right. <laughs> and now, now I'm not giving over to superstition and stuff like no, no, that. No, no, no. You know, no. but it, since these doors have opened up, it's like not only do you have women on the vessels now, you got men wanting to be women on the vessels right now. And, you know, it used to be the stigma. You're out to sea and stuff like that. You know, you're going to come back a little funny, you know, 
you know, being surrounded by all those men, you know, and all that sort of stuff. That was like the legends that they had back then. But I just think it's kind of ironic that, wow, look where the Navy is now. where There's got a spokesperson who's in drag. And I mean, is this going to end up like Bud Light, you know, where recruitment yes. is really going to drop? And, and you yes, know, we can, it's already <laughs> happening. Oh, my God. So is do you do you just on a side note, Bill, do you think that's going to turn into like a, a compulsive uh, confiscatory uh, situation? You think they're going to uh, uh, pull the draft back in and say, hey, man, we need to get them naval recruits. No, 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 no. We, we, no? We, we, we won't have a draft. And, OK, and, great. And, and I don't want a draft. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want one either. Um, but like I said, it was, when it comes to these Democrats, I don't I don't uh, I don't put nothing past them. It's like, hey, hey, we want it. We want that Ukraine. We want that Ukraine. We, we, we need to, we need to fortify our proxy war over there. But the pressure that that um, Stanley is coming under, part of it is because of hypocrisy. I don't think he wants to be seen as a hypocrite. Um, his concern is about kids being sexualized. And it's like, well, Stanley, it's, it's kind of difficult for you to, to take that stance when you've got a song called uh, Christine 16. Yeah. Uh, where you got these sexual fantasies of a, of a 16 year old girl. Yeah. Stuff yeah. Like that's that. a little tough. That's a that's a bit problematic, isn't it? Right. Uh, now, see, here's the thing, though. It's like, look, that was something that I wrote like when I was in my 20s or something like that. I'm not yeah. saying I'm not excusing it, but. If I still held to that today, where it's like, yeah, dude, I'm all about, you know, uh, 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 well-grown men sleeping with teenage women uh, or children, you know, comparatively. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not there anymore, man. I don't support that. Uh, that wouldn't be hypocrisy. That's not hypocrisy. And, and let me just add, just because it flew into my mind. If you write a song about a 16-year-old girl and you're 18-year-old male, that's one thing. If you write yeah. a song about a 16-year-old girl and you're a 60-year-old male, that's something else. That's something else. And I mean, because that, because that, if if there's a two-year age difference, this is somebody you see in, in your in your high school, you know. Anyway, exactly. The, the skeeviness is the is the age gap really more than anything. Right. Not right. that I'm defending it. I'm just saying, you know, it's a different it's a different set of uh, parameters. Yeah, different is you know. It, you know, I, you see what I'm saying, but but, I do. But, but but with Paul also, you know, it's like, okay with the with the makeup. It's like, look, man, you're gonna you're gonna be against trans man. You're up on stage, you know, yes. with makeup and stuff like that. And even uh, D. Snyder, you know, the heathen that he is, has weighed in on it, and he's he's the same thing. He's like, look, man, we shouldn't be doing this to kids. And D. Snyder is basically proclaimed himself as a transvestite. Uh, but I was gonna say earlier that Kiss actually is kind of a drag show. I mean, it really is kind of a drag show. It's it's not a it's they're they're not dressing like females, but it right. it is pretty far out there in terms of theatricality. Well, I mean, it's it's if, if anything, it's probably more cosplay, I guess. With okay, yeah, there you go. That's a yeah, good word. It, I mean, Chris Kiss, you know, didn't flaunt themselves as trying to pass as women any more than Twisted Sister does or anything <laughs> like that. You know, they, there's flamboyance, right? <laughs> they're flamboyant, uh, you know, and 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 whatnot. Uh, but and they made it very clear, you know, uh, Kiss is all about. Hey, we're all about the ladies, man. But that's another thing too. You know, Kiss's brand has you know glamorized um, sex, fornication, and whatnot. It's like you contribute those things to society, and it's going to come back to bite you. You got to understand that these people, you know, and I've I've seen different you know conservatives who have tried to be like you know embracing of of the trans and the LGBT and stuff like that, and and. And, you know, um, uh, be accommodating for them. And I'm like, look, man, these people are people, okay? Human beings, they deserve respect and all that sort of stuff as human beings. Their behavior is something else. You don't have to pander to that. You don't have to patronize that. And I'm going to, I'm telling you, 
You're going to do that and you're going to regret it. These people are going to turn on you and you're going to find out who these crazy people are that you've been supporting. They're going to turn on you and they're going to turn on you hard, you know? And, and it's like, they got to find out the hard way. And it's like, Paul, this hedonistic image that these people that you've been appealing to, who've been do, who, who you've been along with that, uh, been going along with and doing that, just like you said, you're going to lose a greater end of your audience when you see that these people haven't really been your friends, and then you're going to try to go back and say, maybe you're going to find out how unforgiving they are, right? And how yes. cold they can be. Yeah. Yes. That, I, I, I think that's basically it in a nutshell. There's no, um, there's no winning with this. And, and I think probably the thing that's most astonishing is it is a, it is a part of growing up to rebel against authority. That's how that's how children leave the house, right? Something happens to them biologically, combination of hormones. This is this is as old as humans. Birds do this, right? So failure to launch is when a is when a, a bird or a person doesn't develop the that burning need to have their own apartment, which is what happens generally around 16, 17, 18 years old. And so teen rebellion, youth rebellion has always been rebellion against the establishment. But now the establishment is the ones that's promoting. Dressing up in 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 women's clothes and cosplay and all the rest of it, T teen rebellion now would be to do what Stanley did for the ten minutes he did before before he caved to the pressure. Now teen rebellion is the the actual rebellious teens in society today are are the campus Christians or campus Republicans or campus conservatives. Those are the people who are rebelling against the system. Those are the ones who are who are expressing genuine teen rebellion against a system that is now run by children. And and that's the weird irony of the age is that the adults have become the children now and the only the only rebellious teens the definition of a rebellious teen today is somebody who's in their teens and acts like an adult. That's the freak now. That's the counterculture guy. That's the person who's who's leading the 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 bleeding edge of of being different. That's kind of strange situation to find yourself in. Indeed, man. And, you know, the rebels have taken over. That's the thing about it. You know, it's, uh, the rebels are the ones with power and uh, they're rebel. It's 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 been a long rebellion when people when, when you have tyranny. And this is this has been for thousands of years. When you have people who rebel against people's, you know, God given rights and just see them as property or subjects or anything like that. That's a that's a, a rebellion against people's natural instincts to be free. You know, we're, that's wired into us not to be conformed to, to you know, some. Uh, figurehead <clears throat> and whatnot. You know, rebellion, the thing about rebellion is rebellion is supposed to be a phase. It's not supposed to be a way of life. You know, rebellion is is not supposed to be something that we're always in a state of. I mean, rebellion is 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 rooted in pride. Rebellion is basically the first sin, mm -hmm. you know? And this, it takes, <clears throat> it takes that radicalism to be rooted. That's what radical means. It just means rooted. And obviously, Paul isn't rooted. He wants to be seen as a rebel. And rebellion, like I said, it's a phase. It's fleeting. That's the thing about it. It's a fleeting thing. Radicalism actually has to take root. It has to be rooted and solid. It has to have a core. So It's we organized rebellion, basically. Right? Yeah, there, there's a time for it. Even the Word of God talks celebrates a, 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 a person who rebels against the rebellion that has taken over. But you're not supposed to live in it. Right. And that we don't stay. We don't stay in that state. And, um, you know, and like I said, you can see it in these people like what's what's happened to music. You know, they want to have this 
rebellious image. And I'm like, you guys are total tools for the state. This, the, the, there's nothing punk rock, there's nothing rock and roll about what you're doing anymore. Not even close. And they want to be seen as virtuous and they want to be seen as, you know, uh, the edgy good guys or the anti-heroes and whatnot. And there's no rebellion. Uh, there's no, I mean, it is rebellious, actually. It's rebellious, but they're those rebels without a clue. That's and, exactly what I was going to call this episode. Yeah, okay. It, it, it works. These rebels without a clue. And, you know, it's sad that, like, even with, with Paul Stanley, for a moment, you know, it was like he was like this big hero. And then went to zero. And it's sad that, you know, people, you see all the millions of people, man, they, the second they say something that aligns with their views, particularly like on the conservative end, all of a sudden they're just blown up as heroes. And despite all the other stuff that they've done to contribute to where we are now in society with all this hedonism that's going on, it's like Kiss contributed to that. You know? Mm -hmm. Yes, he did. You know what I'm saying? And now like, and, and where People like me with, you know, my music project, it's like, man, if you guys want that vetted, solid, conservative message, you guys can tune into some Sledge X and you'll get it. Yeah. You know, but I mean, it's obviously if people want that rock and roll. They want that heavy metal. They want that hard driving music. Holla at your boy. Right. Well, I got that for you. Um, but I don't know, for some reason, you know, we want to see like the the heathen like wake up and get it. And, and we all do. I do. I know I do. Uh, but it's not vetted and it's not solid. It's not rooted. It's not radical. It's re- it's rebellious and it vaporizes, right? So just something to consider, folks. Uh, but anyway, I hope he comes back around. And I hope D. Snyder doesn't follow along with you know uh, uh, follow with his reversal, if you will. Because if he did, then D. Snyder would be worthless and weak. <laughs> he does nothing. He says nothing. He sits around all day playing that sick electric twanger. The greatest monologue in all of the English languages in that Twisted Sister video. That's rock and roll right there, man. That's, that's... <laughs> I carried an M16 and you carry that, that, that guitar. guitar. <laughs> all right, folks. Thank you guys for tuning in for the Virtue Signal. We hope that you go over to BillWhittle.com, become a member, become a supporter. And uh, we thank you so much for those of you who already are. Rock and roll. Thank you guys so much. I'm Alphonse Rachel. For Bill Whittle, Virtue Signal. See you guys next time.